Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. So today we're in chapter 21, the next to last chapter in the Bible. And uh, to me, it's a very exciting book or chapter. And um, it opened my eyes to a number of things. And so, but before we go anywhere, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for, for wanting to be with us. I'm grateful that you created us for fellowship. And when we screwed it up, you had a plan to resolve it because you knew we were going to mess it up to start with. So Lord, I'm grateful for your love, your kindness, your brilliance, and your grace, because I need lots of it. And Father, I just lift up this time. I lift up this reading to you. I pray that our hearts and our minds and our spirits would be prepared for you, that we would truly be open vessels to your word. May it be you who speaks to us, not me. I'm just some guy. And Lord, I just pray for you, Holy Spirit, to teach us, to share your wisdom and your guidance, share your understanding and your knowledge. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So for those of you who've been following along with me for throughout this rep, this reading of Revelations, the other reading too, and then also just in general, you may know that or hear have heard me kind of ponder how can God's people or how can the people in heaven, the elders and everyone else just be so content to do nothing but praise God. And I didn't understand it always. And I struggled with it. And it makes me feel like a bad person because I should want to do nothing else. But I also think I had a really bad perception of heaven. And so I'm going to read something from Kent Hughes in Preaching the Word Commentary. It's in the summary on the, on the page, but I just think it's so good to hear. He writes, And they lived happily ever after. The stories end that way. And we might be tempted to think that they end that way because there's nothing interesting left to say. No more drama, no more tension, no more threat, no more excitement. My friend Danny Burke had prayed a beautiful prayer at our wedding ceremony. And the morning after the wedding, I sat at the kitchen table reading that prayer. Before long, I was weeping. I think I, I was kind of a, I think it was kind of an, an emotional catharsis. Before the wedding, I was amazed that I might get to be Jill's husband. I'm still amazed by it. And I couldn't wait for that to happen. Now, I was overwhelmed that it really had come true. To be honest, I think I wondered if there was anything else to look forward to in life. The best day of my life had come and gone. Was there anything left to long for in life? I was too short-sighted to see that life with Jill was going to be even better than the wedding day itself, and that there were all sorts of sorts of things to come and to look forward to. From doing things together, to having children, to walking life's pathways, and enjoying each other's company. Just being with her is a blessing unto itself. And I've often thought that heaven 
and our existence kind of just ends with revelations, right? We all just kind of hang out in, in heaven now and do nothing but praise God, which again is worthy. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. But this is just the beginning. He's finally gotten the people who love him, who are honest, who accepted his grace and mercy. And now he gets to fellowship with us in person. We get to he have him walk amongst us. He dries our tears. It's not a figurative statement. He actually will do it because he'll be with us. So let's go ahead and jump into chapter 21, verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the, the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eye. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. So I just am amazed because at the the way this is all how it all plays out, the Garden of Eden was supposed to be our paradise and we were supposed to walk with God on a daily basis and fellowship with him. But again, it was messed up. So then he had a plan for the world, for the for people to populate and to get a large population of people to fellowship with and to populate a new world that's not going to be messed up. But how do you do that? And he created a way. He created a sacrifice, a grace, so that then at the end, with the new heaven and the new earth, he could then fellowship with the people who truly loved him, honored him, and understood him a little bit. Verse 5. He was seated on the throne. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then, Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. So he's eliminated all those who chose eternity without his presence. They've been consigned there on their own volition. Verse 9. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high, and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God, and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with twelve gates, and with twelve angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, 
three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. The wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod, a gold of oh, a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates, and its walls. The city was laid out like a square, as long as it was wide. He measured the city and the rod and found it to be twelve thousand stadia in length, and as high and, and as wide as it is long. The angel measured the wall using human measurement, and it was 144 cubits thick. The wall was made of jasper and the city of pure gold, as pure as glass. The foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth ruby, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth turquoise, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each made of a single pearl. The great street of the city was of gold, as pure as transparent glass. I did not see a city, a temple in the city, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light. And the lamp is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. So heaven isn't just an ending point where we all hang out and just, you know, fall down and worship God. The earth, you know, new earth continues. People continue living. But God fellowships with us now because of the grace that we've received. Only because of the grace overcoming the sin can we then fellowship daily with God and have him walk amongst us. So heaven is much different than I ever thought. The end of the book is really the beginning of the world and the next chapter. And I can't wait to see what chapter 22 has to bring. And with that, let's go back to God in prayer. Oh Lord, thank you. It's really all I can think to say is thank you. You have control of the whole situation. You are in control. We're living through what seems like chaos and a world absolutely without control. But we know you're watching what's happening. You know what that you know the end of the story, as do we. And so, Lord, I just lift up instead of asking for things to change. I would just ask for our families to be protected, for our families to know you, to love you, I have a friend whose daughter and sister are missing. And I just pray you would help them find find those people. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us as we watch the world turn and events occur, occur. That we would know where to turn in our confusion, in our distress, and in our concern. 
So, Father, I just lift up this time. I lift up our families, our friends, our associates, and all that we love. And just pray that you would watch over them and keep them safe. That we would be supports, strong supports for them. And guidance, counselors, and friends who love them. I just pray you be with them each and every day. Be with us, and may we learn to love you with our whole being and others as ourselves. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. I hope you have a great day.